wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it. I hope right. you got in tune, got he talking well, Welcome to the Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Gatoon Live from WGN Radio here with my good friend Ronnie Sage Ew Shoppinggives.com Yeah, you messed that one up I always mess it up We got rid of the dot, you know why? Uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing some people had a hard time doing shopping.gives in the middle of in their website. It was a great concept. And I, t- I think on the last show we talked about this, yes. that these novelty domains are very cool and niche and I feel like they're good mo- for extensions when you need it, but even then, because you can't use them in a lot no of... No one understands. It's yeah. just, everyone goes shopping.gives.com, and so at the end of the day, shopping and giving should always go together. So it's shoppinggives.com. The funny thing about that is I actually had a call in on the last show about this who was like changing their name. They were changing the their entire name they were changing, which they went to Flamingo, which is a bad idea because there's already a, a brand, a women's uh, makeup company called Flamingo. It's got a lot of clout, but also Flamingo.com will always be owned by Caesars, like the casino. Sure. So like picking something that has zero chance of you acquiring, no matter how wealthy you get, is probably not the way to go. So I think... It's a good move Thank on you. your end, yeah. And we, we we talked about it, like the .co versus .this, that, and the other. It's like, you can get away with .co, I guess. Um, like, our partners at Republic or Republic.co, because Republic.com is not, that's just not going to fly. No. But, it's, but yeah. It's people different. know .co, people know .com. Stick with the basics. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So there's your first lesson of the day. Um, so in general, on this show, the hope is to learn more about shoppinggives.com um, and also you're going to stick around for the back half of the show where we've got companies uh, calling in, one of which Lava Bit, people probably know and there's like this really, I don't know if it's sexy or not, but there's a story around Edward Snowden yep. and usually the startups that come on the show are brand new. They're not like a restart of a startup and if they are a restart or a pivot, if you will, uh, they are rarely a pivot uh because the government intervened or because of treason. Yeah. It's like not the case. And so it's going to be fascinating. He's going to tell the story of what they are, but then undoubtedly we're going to have to get into that whole thing. Cause I, I just would love to know how what's that, changed is what I want to know. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Treat the treasonous behavior. I, I'm it's guessing. now acceptable everywhere. That's so true. Oh my God. That's so true. Uh, and then we have another call, uh, call in ample foods, which you can also just go to Republic.com or I <laughs> just did it right there. Republic.co and, and check these companies out and you can invest your real money in them. Just register at Republic and you're set. Um, as for technology updates and things, we it's been a busy week. We had events everywhere. There was a pitch contest at Catapult. There was uh, an office reopening, if you will, for popular pays. So shout out to Corbett. That was a good time. Top Step Trader we went to and visited with them to see what they're up to. Uh, I had to admit to them that they are solely responsible for getting me hooked on investing on like apps. They have this blue chip app, which you yeah, can play for fun. Like, yep. yep. And so, like that, like I got hooked on it. Um, but then they asked, like, how do I get you to stay on the app? Because what, you know, like my short answer was you got to get me money. Like I can't play for points for life. You know, the, the well, wife has you needs. You cash out those points for prizes? Yeah, you can. You can cash that? them out for like a Tesla and like all this stuff, but you have to have a ton of points, yeah. right? And so what I told him was I got to a point where I practiced and learned what a good investment should look like when a cho- uh, stock looked expensive or cheap and sure. when to buy it. But then once I got good enough that I was scoring tons of points, it was like, am I going to hang in this long enough to get like free vacations and stuff, which are thousands of dollars, yep. or would I be better off just taking the little money I have and throwing it in Robinhood and make some make some dough? What they should do is create an affiliate model where then they drive traffic to partners like E Trade and they say, hey, you've hit a level where you're so ready. That, so they brought that up. They so they have um, 
a brokerage top step trader. Okay. But the problem was it's a gap between blue chip app and them. I'm not wealthy enough to be able to pay a brokerage right. fee on top of and have sync 25K into an account before I can play. Correct. So like everything from points to there, which is Robinhood and it's M1 Financial here in Chicago and others, those are like you could create an affiliate or, or is there a way for you to literally uh, essentially take um, Robinhood Gold, that the concept sure. of it, and, and convert your points into dollars and then you get on subscription fee. Free, yeah, sure. Yep. So we'll see. A lot of cool stuff. If you want to uh, learn more about that stuff, you should go to technor.com and just check out the newsletter. Sign up for it. We don't spam you. Well, sometimes I do, but that just depends on how much sponsors pay me. Uh, we typically don't spam you. You get free events and everything else, which is great, and you get to see companies like Shopping Gives. Ronnie, who pitched on stage at Technori uh, long and, time ago. a long time ago, and a lot has changed since then, So, including the name. Not the name, but the where you put the period changed. Um, and so anyway... I want to first start off with you just giving kind of a rundown of Shopping Gives. Yeah. Uh, very brief. We're going to go to commercial, and we're going to come back, and then we're going to spend the next part of the show just talking about you and that journey. Sure. So uh, Shopping Gives. Uh, I think we've, from what you've last heard about us, we've really given ourselves permission to evolve how we think and what we think about and the way we talk about our organization. So you know, we believe in this concept, and this might be a new concept to you, but yeah. it's, it's a giving economy is what we called it. We believe in a giving Are economy. you saying I'm not giving? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know what you're philanthropic and how you shop, but you know, this concept of a giving economy is, is rooted in this fact that in, in this era of choice, there, I mean, look at every, if you go through your Instagram, how many new brands pop up. Yep. These Instagram or direct native vertical brands are popping up every day, and there's a ton of choice for customers. And in this era of choice, we are really flipping giving on its head, both for the consumer and for the brands. And we are uh, enabling these brands to have more authentic and meaningful relationships with customers. Um, if you think about it, every time you as a consumer make a purchase, you are essentially voting this brand into power. Yep. And that's really important. And so we are making these connections between the two through, um, we have our marketplace. So if you go to shoppinggives.com, you could shop from over 750 retailers and uh, give back um, up to 40% of every purchase to the cause of your choice. So since we've last connected, we actually integrated with the IRS database. So we have 1.4 nice. million nonprofits. So if you, anything from a PTA in your local area to a global organization, you can support with every purchase. And then in the last six months, we actually launched a new program. Our shopping is for retailers program, which is called change commerce. Yep. And this enables retailers to give back directly from their shopping cart. Awesome. So through the shopping cart, customer could go shop as normal, frictionless, choose their cause of choice at checkout. And these retailers give back a minimum of 1%. Very cool. So we're going to talk more about that and why you did this after this break. But I want to tell you, if you're watching, you can go to, you can actually watch us live and we're going to talk and even use maybe foul language, uh, not on the radio, on a live stream on the Technori Facebook page, just go to facebook.com slash Technori, and you can watch us live, and Ronnie and I will continue this conversation during the break. This is my way of giving back, getting rid of the commercials altogether. <laughs> I just shortcut everyone. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be back with Ronnie Sage. Welcome back to Startup Showcase. If you're listening on Facebook, uh, it's Technori at Facebook or facebook.com slash Technori. You can watch us live on video. Uh, Ronnie Sage joining me. We were, we were just chatting about this offline about how... There are a million different giving apps, and that's a great thing. Like anything that draws attention to uh, to causes and nonprofits is fantastic. But human beings in general, I think that they want to, especially businesses, they want to give back, but they want to give back in the flow of their own success. It's a reward back. It's not a give back before I earn. And what you guys do that's so unique, not just for for me, the consumer, but for the business owners, is like I'm giving back while I'm already buying what I was buying. Yep. And so I win. I get what I, and I might even get discounts. Like I win 
twice. I win with the product and I win with the give back. Businesses, it's even bigger because they literally are getting to spend money that they didn't have before. Or they are spending on your marketing. So let's, well, I'm going to talk well, some, that's a whole other I mean, so you Tell had us asked your story me, in this. Sure. So if you think about, I had, I mentioned that, you know, your, your customers vote you into power. There's, you know, in, in, a, in a, this era of choice, there is one in two consumers. I, there was a, I believe a, uh, I forgot who the study was by, um, I apologize, but there's one in two. I'm sure they were honorable. Uh, there, it's fine. If chat me on uh, Facebook or on Instagram or we're so Twitter right. or so wherever uh, at RD Sage, and I'll I'll post a whole bunch of references that if I do any uh, stats today. So one in two consumers are more believe that brands have more power to change than government at this point. I totally agree with that. So when I talk about you voting your brand into power, that's where that concept comes from that 85% of consumers are more likely to switch to a brand who gives to a cause that they care about, that's powerful. Yeah. And if these, in this concept that you shop through your values, you shop by what aligns to you as, as an individual, but you, to us, we have student loan, more debt than any generation. I won't tell you, but it's a lot. Right. It's like a quarter of a million dollars. It's, it's, <laughs> it's nuts. You went to Northwestern or something Twice. and you have an MBA and... It's... I have two masters from Northwestern, and both oh, okay. of them are uh, equally one upper. Really, yeah. Well, you know, I it's okay. Know. I'm one of those guys. I studied classical guitar in college, and that's awesome. Did nothing with it after. Uh, do you still play guitar? Not at all. Okay, so let's. Yeah, that's probably not going to be. Well, someday you'll come back to it. Everyone does. Everyone I've ever sure. talked to as a musician comes back to it at some point. I, I don't call myself a musician. Well, let's I set you up with that. David Colt. You guys can, you know, sell your businesses equally for a billion dollars and go play guitar. That's, that's it. Sounds good to me. Uh, tell me a little bit more about your actual, like, the reason you got into this. Because you have, you have the chops to do this kind of a company. Like, we talk about this all the time. There's founders that it's good for them to be out of the business entirely because they see it differently. Sure. But the execution part of some of those businesses can be hired away. You can hire a marketer. You can hire whatever. In a business like this, if you don't understand marketing and e-commerce, like that is the root of your business, and that is kind of your background. So what made you decide, entrepreneur turns entrepreneur, I'm going to bust this thing out, and, and this is what I want to do? Yeah, so I ha- had a span. I was working at early days of Coupon Cabin, and then I was at the early days of Raise.com. Then I was at a branding agency, then a direct response marketing agency. You mentioned earlier uh, Rise uh, Rise, interactive. Yep. Yeah, Rise Interactive. Fantastic company. I was at Rise and I saw, I mean, the billions of dollars last year. I, I made a note for myself over $200 billion was spent in advertising globally, $24 billion in digital marketing. That's insane. To acquire all the listeners and the world of you know consum- consumption as shoppers and that customer acquisition cost and they're, they're buying US customers. And I said, why can't we take that $24 billion and switch it? to impact and take that money and reallocate it and gain consumers and tr- that trust and that loyalty through saying, I, as the brand will give to who you care about if you shop through us. So we're, we're taking this function of, and this concept of marketing and we're applying the same, you know, concepts of return on ad spend, yep. for example. So that return on ad spend is this concept for every dollar you spend in marketing. You want to see a return on that spend. We came up with this concept called return on donation spend. So RODS versus ROAS return on donation spend is I'm able through shopping gives and our technologies for a retailer able to calculate the return on every dollar donated. So prefacing that concept that I can measure return on donations is that I strongly believe that businesses are in business to make money. 
It's probably good business right. to be in. Yeah, you're not. You got to think about the fundamentals, the blocking and tackling of business. In order what does Mark, Mark Cuban says it all the time? He's like, you got to make good before you can give good. I, exactly. But if I enable you to make more money, then that means I enable you to give back more. Correct. And that is fundamentally why we exist. And well, that's I said, what drives people too internally. That's exactly. the clock that's in, internal their head. They're like, well, I bought. You know, they feel they. Every consumer feels guilt. So and that exactly. So that based on that concept of guilt that you just mentioned. Yep. Is that. Um, in, you know, the endorphins and that, that feel good moment when you get to a shopping cart and you see the sh- powered by shopping gives that you're going to give back. For example, I'm wearing Zachary Perel today, ZacharyPerel.com, one of our dedicated impact partners, also CHCG. I got to rep all the, the impact brands. You're like a boxer. I literally, <laughs> I walk out with <laughs> my, my title guy. shorts. Exactly. But these brands are our dedicated impact partners. We launched this program, Change Commerce, and these Brands are supporting our technology on their cart. And it says, we give back to the cause of your choice at no extra cost to you. So it doesn't cost the consumer anymore. And you get to choose the cause of your choice. So now that moment where the customer gets to choose who they care about, whether that be the Highland Park PTA, that mom who's shopping and and needs to buy that one thing and great, they they have to buy it. Now they get to give back passively. That, yep. that concept that you just said is, I don't want to spend anymore. I don't have any more to give, and I just want to be part of my life and integrated. So that frictionless aspect to it is extremely important. So it's a very passive moment for us where we're just facilitating that donation for them. But when the customer now is I- engaged in that moment and they say, hey, I'm given to who I care about, and when they check out at that moment, now they remember that retailer. And what we've seen is massive increases called conversion rate. So the, the likelihood of somebody making that purchase goes up which goes back to that, fun, that, that fundamental increase in, yep. in revenue and average order spend goes up. So people spend more. So when my wife, when she goes shopping online, she'll sit in the, add, you know, make a cart of 250 bucks of a whole bunch of stuff. If we're lucky. Yeah. Right. If I'm lucky, <laughs> things that she says, you know, that she needs. I'm the spender in the house, actually. No, I, if she's listening. You're dropping names, brand names. I, I believe it. <laughs> so she, she'll add this stuff to cart and she won't ch- check out. But when you are educated by the brand that they give back before they, you even get there. So imagine getting an email rather than it being the free shipping email or 20% off email or, Hey, look at our new product, getting an email that says, Scott, we give to who you care about on your next purchase. Check out with us and we'll donate 1% when yep. you check out or that when you, you know, I'm sure you guys all get the retargeting emails or the retargeting card abandonment emails or all that stuff yep. that happens after you don't check out being able to have that giving message and what happens when that brand is talking about that type of impact so that that's where that draws them back in and then people end up spending more so we've seen increases of average order value up to 23 percent. people spend more when there's giving yeah so we're making more money for these brands they're learning more about who their customer cares about and the customer in return is voting for them or spending with them and why are they converting more because i call it the effort moment the the, the that moment of Hey, I don't really need this stuff, but hey, they give back, so I'll buy it. Yep. And then we confirm that endorphin. You know that is that my that's the that's the right yeah. hormone, right? Endorphins, right? I hope so. I think I always get those confused. Serotonin, sleep. Aid. It's it's endorphins. It okay. makes you feel excited. Yeah, great. So after they actually check out, and it, now we drive home that impact that they just created by showing the donations and saying, you know, Zachary Perel donated five dollars to. YWCA Metropolitan Chicago. Share this. And so now we're creating a shareable moment for the retailer. 
some a moment that's worth sharing, not just I bought this clothes, yep. but now I donated and that Zachary Perel gives back and it drives home that endorphin of that felt good to do. I'm so glad that a few years ago you didn't follow any of my advice on the chase after the PTA moms. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's we still have our marketplace and we encourage nonprofits to go on and fundraise, but the amount of impact that we could create by partnering with retailers and m- making it more passive and then capturing these nonprofits through, I mean, we raised f- through whiteandwarren.com over $3,000 so far this month for American Heart Association. That's awesome. So now, hey, American Heart Association, here's your money. Now get a fundraiser set up and continue to expand all of your uh, your fundraising efforts through us for free. And now we empower them to do that. So we still have our marketplace supporting the PTAs, always free. Yes. But now, in, you know, we... It's much bigger. It, like, it, that, it, to it, me, that the thing is, like, there's there was always a great opportunity, and you're, you're serving, in my mind, you were serving one person. Now I see it serving, like, everyone for different reasons. People want to give back. The people who are getting the money from the give back, obviously rewarded, and the businesses are rewarded because... Similar to what we do with the equity crowdfunding, it's, it's marketing. Like the whole concept is that you can come in and you can get a lot of market money, but you can also figure out how much it costs to acquire that money and how to get those people to align with your brand. And, and that's the big value, I think, to a lot of the, the big businesses is yes, they get to give back, but they get to figure out another way to bring in new customers and to make them sticky. Exactly. And so that lifetime value goes up of the customer. That's what the end, we call it a key performance indicator or KPI. Yep is lifetime value. So we can increase your lifetime value of a customer by giving back and then being able, once that customer converts, so, hey, Scott checked out on Zachary Perel. Now, Zachary Perel knows that Scott cares about um, Lumity Chicago for STEM education. Now, the next email that they send you could be very personalized, saying, Scott, we give back to Lumity on your next order. So we're giving them the ability to do personalization, which is like the North Star of all these brands today. And then on top of it, I'm sure many listeners are familiar with this concept of Amazon Smile. Everyone, of course, is looking to compete with Amazon. So we have been called the Amazon Smile for everyone else. That's very cool. So It's it's interesting. So we're going to come back. uh, We're going to kick it to the news after this quick break here, and uh, then we'll pick up with the Startup Showcase. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm Scott Katoon. Joining me, Ronnie Sage, ShoppingGives.com. Uh, we are going to enter the Startup Showcase, hashtag Startup Showcase portion of the show. Uh, it's pretty simple. Go to republic.co, register, put your money in there, and uh, boom, you can invest in all these companies. The first one is uh, Ladar Levison. I don't know if I pronounce his name right. He's going to let me know in two seconds. But um, very fascinating company in general, Lava Bit. Uh, Ladar, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for having me. Am I pronouncing the name right? Uh, well, it's pretty close. I, I pronounce it Ladar Levison, but what do I know? Well, you were just born with it. Uh, we'll go with Ladar and, and stick with this. So here's the deal. You have 60 seconds to pitch the uh, what the problem you're solving for is, how you solve it, and how you make money on it, and then we'll get into some Q&A with Ronnie. Certainly. Uh, let me know when to start. Go now. All right. Um, I am trying to solve the privacy problem with email. That is, I want to restore the confidence that we used to have when you hit send in your um in your mail client, that the only other person who was going to be reading that message was the person you were addressing it to. And I believe the way to do that is to make encryption technologies um, ubiquitous and automatic so that 
in basically boiling it down, I'm taking all of the functionality that you need to make that happen, and I'm integrating it directly into the protocols. What we need to remember is that email was invented in the 1970s, and it hasn't really been updated since. As a result, security was really an afterthought. So what I did is I went back to those protocols, and I redesigned them with a security-first focus so that they could do everything that they do today, but they could do it in a very secure fashion. Makes perfect sense. Uh, so your your story is a little bit different because there was a, a happening that took place in the world in 2013 that had a pretty big impact on you. Can you talk a little bit about, about that whole deal? Well, certainly. So, uh, you know, I've been focused on email security uh, since 2004 when I started LavaBit. And, you know, the original focus of the company was really protecting email while it was in possession of the service provider, while it was on the server. And, you know, it was a solution that, that worked for a long time and attracted um, a sort of technorati, a, a email elite, if you will. And, you know, one of our, our more famous customers, of course, was Edward Snowden, who used our service to communicate uh, with Glenn Greenwald and Laura Poitras. And that sort of attracted the attention of the federal government and drew us into court over the technology and sort of resulted in a abbreviated court battle that forced me to sort of suspend operations while I redesigned the system. So where, where does it leave you now? Ronnie's looking at me with the question basically of like, what, is the, what do you do now that's different from then? Like, what, what is the, the new relaunch about? So, like I mentioned previously, the original focus of the company was really on the server technology and on protecting the messages while they were on the server. Um, we didn't really have the resources back in 2004 to redesign the entire email ecosystem. That is, we couldn't protect a message before it arrived or after it left our possession. And what that meant was um, the FBI could demand our TLS encryption key, um, which is the key that that websites and Internet systems use to protect data in transit, and they could impersonate LavaBit on the Internet and thus intercept all communications coming in and out of our servers, um, thus intercepting the user's password, thus defeating all of the encryption technologies that we had developed. This new system is about creating a set of protocols that will allow any piece of compatible software to send our servers a fully encrypted message ahead of time and allow any user using a compatible client to retrieve that message in encrypted form. So it doesn't really matter anymore once that technology is deployed whether or not the FBI or any other government organization comes and seizes control of a server or a TLS key, uh, what they'll be forced to do is return to targeting individual users. Very, very interesting. It's, it, we're in this like new privacy world where I just flat out, I, I don't want to say I've thrown my arms up in the air, but like I need to learn so much more to even be moderately effective because I, I, I feel like anyone can take anything at any time right now. Well, you know, ironically, the... It, we always say the next generation is the one that understands technology best. Um, teenagers, kids are the ones who are really sort of learning these lessons and, and growing up in this world of, you know, always on, always watching. And they're sort of gaining an understanding of how things work and how to protect themselves as a result. Very cool. Where do people go to learn more about this? 
they go to loveofit.com. Uh, they can learn a lot about our company and our technology there. And there's a big button on the homepage that says invest where they can go to republic.co forward slash loveofit to hear our entire investment pitch and watch some animated videos that describe the technology in more detail. Very cool. Lidar, thank you so much. Uh, and hopefully people go and check it out because, uh, you know, it's, it's their entire lives and entire you know personal privacy on the line. So thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I, I think if we really protect email once again, we'll really change the world for the better. I completely agree with you. Very cool. Thank you so much. All right, Ronnie, I want to talk to you about this in general. Like you're a digital operator and marketing is a piece of this and people are using all kinds of uh, technologies to steal emails and to scrape everything. And it's like, I feel like nothing is protected right now. We're in this wild West place and there's guys like Ladar out there that are actually trying to make a change here. What are your, what are your thoughts? I think that the generation that's being brought up is used to and becoming almost too comfortable with the idea of not caring about their data or privacy. Yes. Um, they're willing to put everything online. They're willing to, I mean, we're guilty about this. We're as doing well. it right now, right? I mean, we, I mean, but think about the integration of your life and just how yeah. everything's hooked to Facebook. So, like, if you hack one password, you've got every app I've ever put on my phone ever. I mean, yes. And then the concept that Amazon knows your DNA and they could say by your by your DNA what music preference you have, yep. because they have all that data. That's insane. And so, and that's normal, right? It's like it's it's real life blackmail. Like, I don't yeah. know if you watch this show on Netflix. I don't, but I know it. Gives you nightmares because it takes the real-life version of what's happening today. Is that me? I have no idea. Yeah. That's all right. Just keep Sorry. going. We got a cell phone going We're up in the studio. We're busy entrepreneurs. The phones oh, yeah. are ringing everywhere. It's Everyone funny. wants to call in, call in directly to me. Um, Makes sense. So I think that he has an interesting concept. I don't know who his buyer is. Is he selling to uh, direct companies? Or is he selling um, so, so that's that's, a, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure the answer to that question, but I I know that um, man, that's a that's actually a, so I would think that it eventually it would be to consumer, I, but like he's early. I mean, he's not is it early. A, is it like a forever. layer? Like I don't. He's not going to take over Gmail. No. So I, I would be interested in understanding how is he planning on monetizing? I'm going to look at this Who like this selling a, this a much to? bigger version of like locally. We've got Winston Security, and the sure. idea there is that like you take over the control of your thing and make sure that. Like, no one around me can hack into my phone because I've got the phone stored in something. That's the, But, like, you need mass adoption. And to your point, everyone's like, oh, I don't care about my data. So this so. is, I mean, think about GDPR um, in Europe. I mean, yep. It has not hit the U.S. yet, but no. the concept that everything is owned by the customer. So there is um, this whole movement of, basically, it's you as a customer own your data. And I, I always preach this to, to my employees and my team and beyond is that transparency builds trust and trust builds loyalty. Yep. And if you empower the consumer to own the data and are transparent about what you take in that data and reward for sharing more data. Yep. So there's a company uh, who I met through one of our investors outside of Europe called Miko. And this is their whole concept is that you connect all your profiles, you own all the data on your profiles and you distribute that data through blockchain, of course, through blockchain. Yeah, of course, everything's yeah. blockchain. But I mean, I mean it, it, this is a, a really good use case for blockchain that's purposeful, is that you own it. It's like that, that is your proprietary information. Yeah. And you choose Probably what, off of it. and you pro exactly, you get rewarded for what you share. And as much as you want to share, um, that is up to you. I think we're definitely heading in that direction. There's no question about it. We're going to pick up that part of the conversation uh, back on the facebook.com slash technori. We're going to take a quick break here. We will come back with our next lucky pitch, which is Ample Foods 
uh, Connor Young, who will be calling in after this, so we'll take a quick break. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, joining me with ShoppingGives.com founder and my co-host today, Ronnie Sage. Yo. So, okay, we've got another call in. This one is a little bit more my speed. I, I can I can follow food. You know, when it gets into the like the deep weeds of tech, like that's where I rely on some of my team members to tell me what I'm looking at. So in this particular case, this should be easy because I eat all kinds of stuff. Connor Young, CEO, Ample Foods, welcome to the show. Um, before we have you do your pitch, just want to let everyone know again, Republic.co, Ample Foods, look it up, register. You can invest for as little as ten dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever the whatever the minimum is uh, for Connor. So, Connor, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So here's the deal. You are going to give me a one-minute pitch on exactly what problem you're solving for, exactly how you solve it, and exactly how you make tons of money doing it. Fantastic. Sounds good. Fire away. Great. So as you mentioned, I'm Connor Young, the founder of Ample Foods. So we all want to be healthy, but the problem is is that with our busy schedules, we often don't have time to make the decisions we want. And we end up relying on convenience food, food when time is short which almost always prioritize convenience over health. And that's why we created Ample. It's a science-based meal replacement drink that's made from quality, real food ingredients, and it delivers fast, optimal nutrition on the go. And it actually tastes good. So we launched two years ago, and it built a multi-million dollar revenue business with over 60% of our revenue coming from loyal subscribers who spend over $100 a month on Ample. We're well-positioned in this growing $18 billion meal replacement category, where market leaders like SlimFast and Soylent are completely out of touch with changing consumer demands for higher quality ingredients and also lower carb formulations. We built an experienced team of nine people in San Francisco and have raised over $4 million and are currently leveraging the equity crowdfunding um, campaign for greater awareness and community evangelism. So with over 330K already raised on Republic so far, we're already one of their most successful campaigns of all time with uh, and still with three three weeks to go. So through Ample, my goal and my hope is to drive massive change in the, in the food industry, making healthy eating attainable and more convenient for everyone. Very nice. Uh, so I want to ask, as far as your user adoption, we got an expert here, so I'm just going to move right over to Ronnie. How are you guys acquiring customers? Because it's, it's interesting to me that through Republic, I always talk to all of the, the campaigners on this. It's such a great way to connect digitally, especially if your company's not necessarily digital uh, in nature. But yours, mm-hmm. as a subscription, it would appear that it is. So how are you connecting it is. With, uh, with your customers and, and, and converting them? Sure. So multiple ways. We have uh, our, our, our biggest channels right now are, well, paid advertising, um, Instagram, Facebook. We also have affiliates, a lot of health influencers and bloggers, people who run podcasts, they we have affiliate relationships with them. We also have a decent amount of word of mouth, so people just Googling us. And, and then I would say the, the next one is actually Amazon. We, we launched on Amazon just a few months ago and have, and have been growing very, very well on that so far. And then, and then actually one, one last kind of component of this is that we're, we're, that we're ramping up right now is actually content. So start restarting our own podcast, going to uh, interviewing some of our kind of influencers and things like that to kind of build our own network as well cool connor um tell me how you compete with some of these other you know uh huel and the other instant food shakes what is the uh, other one that everyone's drinking out in the valley the, um soylent soylent that's the one yep how do you guys compete what's the difference yeah, definitely here? sure so the the vast majority of those you know frankly our targeting is different so soylent came out saying hey we're gonna like simplify food for you and basically their target was basically busy people who are 
quite price conscious. And so what, what, what they're trying to do is like the lowest quality or sorry, the lowest cost meal. Instead of solving exclusively for cost, what we're doing is, is solving for quality here. So our, our ingredients are most, I mean, almost across the board. If you talk to a registered dietitian or anyone, they would say, okay, yeah, Ample's ingredients are better. So more kind of whole foods in nature. And, and also from our macronutrient profile, it's a much lower carbohydrate and much more and much lower sugar content than, than, than these other companies have. And so, from our targeting, we're, we're not kind of going for the person who's saying, hey, I just don't want to think about food and I want to get it at the lowest price. We're saying, hey, I really, really care about my nutrition, but I'm busy and I don't have time to kind of optimize it in the way that I want. So it's a, it's a different kind of um, customer um, demographic that we're going for. Very cool. Connor, thank you so much. Before I let you go, I, would, I, I can't not tell my man Ronnie Sage here with ShoppingGives.com. You should check it out so that you can plug it into the checkout piece on your website so that everyone can not only stay healthy, but they can donate to the other healthy causes they care about. Just Amen. have to throw oh, us perfect, Connor. Let's, yeah, I'll connect you guys uh, after the show. Uh, thank you so much, Connor. Check them out, republic.co, Ample Foods, and uh, you know, contribute to the lar- one of the largest campaigns ever on Republic. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Of course. Bye. Okay, so Ronnie, we've got uh, two minutes left of this thing because we're going to kick it to the White Sox game. Um, so if I talk really, really fast, it's because uh, I'm up against the clock. Okay. But um, I, I want to get your feedback on sort of, you look at these entrepreneurs, you hear them pitching their companies. What do you think of your own company? What are you thinking? Um, I think find good advisors. Yeah. I mean, you said that you know mentors are a dime a dozen, but good. Well, yeah, but I mean, I so like I, I, rib, I rip on them all the time, but it's only because... I think founders look at them as like a magic cure and they don't critically push back. It's you'd get more out of your mentors by pushing back and saying, no, no, this is why I'm doing this. You find Absolutely. more stuff. So I have uh Takaponi. Yep. I believe yeah, he was on your show. show. Yeah. So Takaponi met him through uh, Jeff Rossett yep. and Matt Green to Chicago staples. I'll get yelled at if I don't give them a personal shout out because they're both babies. And Tabitha. And, she's the head of yeah. marketing here at WGN I mean, Radio. So Tabitha's so, incredible. Yeah, so that. finding groups like, venture scale so we got we're part of venture scale it's you're around people who are doing something similar and you're learning from their mistakes you're learning from their challenges um and you're growing together so you become cheerleaders for each other you you learn faster by being part of a co-op or a group of people like these venture groups there's no equity in in part of venture scale but you know you're actually getting their services and they have mentors throughout it so it's passive mentorship but Todd, of course, is actually a, a uh, teacher for them or mentor for them. Yep. So, but he's also on, on our board as advisors. But we always have two people that are opposing views on our board of advisors. So I always I, I love it because we have Andrew Blickstein, who's a business advisor, and Todd, who's also a business advisor. He's more sales. He's more culture and operations. Does sales still? But you know, when they get into clashes, I love it because I get the perspective and I get to make the decision based on. I love how methodical you are. Because so, like I would just be like, who's my super list of people I can get on the show, or I'd rather get on my board, and then I wouldn't be thinking like, I want one to oppose the other, and like that's so but that's smart. Opposing though. views is like what well, yeah, pushes you let other people fight. You get to listen. You don't even have to waste your time with it. Exactly. And you know, I, I got to give credit. One of my close friends who I became very close with is this guy named Kyvin Dave Katie, and he started this concept of staying uncomfortable, and he has a show called Staying Uncomfortable. You should be on it. Uh, if you stay uncomfortable in life, you continue to grow. So as an entrepreneur, you're always uncomfortable. Push yourself every day to do something that makes you uncomfortable. Or hang out with me. I make people feel uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> it's because you're awkward. I'm very awkward. All right. Uh, thanks for having me, buddy. No, of course. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to yep. kick it over to the White Sox, which is a, a Manny Machado-less game. No for the White Sox, no for the Dodgers. Best of luck, White Sox.